Good morning. It is a beautiful day here in Big Sky Country. I'm Mark Bassingthwaite, the Risk Manager with Alps, and welcome to the latest episode of Alps in Brief, the podcast that comes to you from the historic Florence Building in beautiful downtown Missoula, Montana. Today, I am very pleased to have as my guest Matt Sims, and Matt uh, is a co-founder with a company called Standpoint Decisions, and Matt and I... uh, uh, met uh, not too long ago up in Vancouver at, at an ABA conference, and we just got to talking about risk management. And uh, Matt has uh, really gone in a very, very interesting direction. So today we're going to be talking about risk management, standpoint, and, and a few other things. Uh, before we jump into this, Matt, can I have you take a few minutes and just fill our listeners in uh, in terms of your background? Yeah, certainly. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks very much for having me on the podcast today, Mark. Uh, really appreciate it. And um, yeah, so standpoint and where did we come from? Uh, we've been, uh, there's two of us, um, Steve Wilson, Dr. Steve Wilson and myself, and we've been working together for uh, just over 10 years. And uh, standpoint is sort of a, uh, a coming together of two worlds. One is Steve's world of uh, quantitative uh, data analysis, and he's got a, a PhD in, in, in quantitative uh, quantitative data analysis. And approached me one day about ten years ago and said, "Hey, you know, I, I'm I'm seeing some other applications." the work that I do and he wanted to get together with somebody who had um, some some of the business side and the marketing and communication side of things and uh, so we teamed up and um, our our very first customer was uh, the Law Society of BC here in uh, British Columbia where where we're based and uh, we knew nothing about the area of law or regulation Um, um, but this was our first our first contract and lo and behold 10 years later uh, it seems that we found ourselves a bit of a niche because we've only ever worked with um, uh, those in the legal profession and primarily uh, legal regulators up to this point. So um, kind of a kind of an accident that we fell into this space, but um, that's uh, that's how we are. And, uh, and 10 years later, we're uh, we're still at it. Fascinating, fascinating. And, and what are the backgrounds you've shared a little bit about, Steve? What, what's your background here? Yeah, my background uh, has primarily been in uh, in technology. So I've worked uh, for a number of large technology firms, uh, everything from network services to hardware. And then over the last 10 years, I uh, got into uh, the software development space. And, and my focus has primarily been on, um, on management uh, operations and, uh, and then definitely in the sales and marketing uh, aspects of it as well. Okay. All right. Um- can we talk a little bit about, you know, what are the problems that Standpoint really is trying to solve? Uh, I, I think both historically and, and where we're at 10 years down the road now. Yeah, yeah. So 10 years ago, uh, the problems we, we got into starting to solve were really not much different than the problems many of these same organizations have today, which is we've got a bunch of data on hand. Um, we have some strategic decisions or policy decisions to make. And we need to somehow inform these decisions with the data that we have. And uh, and sometimes that's a bit of a daunting task, uh, in, in especially in today's world when there's just so much data. You know, you've got spreadsheets, uh, you've got expert in, uh, experts in the, in the room who have inputs on things. And so, you know, basically we were trying to pull together uh, all of these various sources of data and people and, and help them solve problems. And some of the earlier problems were uh, trying to understand uh, complaint data. You know, that was 
the big one. So regulators oh. uh, are us- are usually the the receiver of complaints from the, the from the public um, right. if there's an issue with a lawyer, and they wanted to try and understand you know what were the root causes of these complaints and 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 is there a way to using analytics get ahead of them a little bit and proactively get out there and try and um, you know deliver resources that can help to bring those complaints down. So yeah, early early days we're looking at complaint data. We've looked at program data to see if uh, certain uh, uh, you know, courses or programs are being effective in what they hope they might do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of late, we've been getting into um, uh, self-assessments. And so yes. trying to understand, you know, um, how lawyers are uh, self-assessing themselves against a model of professionalism. Yeah, and that's where uh, where you and I uh, really got into some, some interesting conversations. And uh, yeah. so how, how does the platform, you know, how have you moved past standpoint and and gotten into uh, sort of the, this consulting piece the the, the lawyer self evaluation you know that can you describe where we're going with that yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, the first, you know, five or six years, we were just uh, primarily doing one-off, you know, uh, consulting projects, um, yeah, doing, you know, data analysis on those. And then at one point we thought, you know, we've got a lot of experience here. We really start, we really now understand the the, the, uh, the typical types of data sets that regulators and, and legal organizations are using. And we understand a lot of the problems they're trying to solve with that data. So what happens if we, if we put that onto a platform and try to um, automate some of the analysis and the reporting so that we could deliver solutions faster uh, mm-hmm. to our customers and uh, and also solutions that were more scalable right because when you're a consultant you're you're only as good as you can run you know as fast as you can run but when you when you embed some of that knowledge into a platform now you can scale it up and and so that's how we kind of transition from just pure consulting and professional services into more of a platform and then um, our very first customer on that platform was the uh, Colorado Supreme Court um, who were rolling out a, a voluntary self-assessment program yes. to the lawyers of uh, the state of Colorado. And so that's where we got our start uh, about, that, about three years ago now um, with the platform itself. And, and this is uh, Abby Pro that we're talking about? That's Or that's, that's right. the next step? No, Abby Pro is the name of the platform, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, you know, when I think about, you know, Matt, for, for many years, we have, as you're aware, I'm, I've done a lot of personal consulting, if you will, going in and visiting law firms all over the country and, right. uh, you know, doing what we would call risk visits and have been in literally well over uh, 1,200 firms now uh, over the years. But we, we got to a point you say, this is a very expensive service. It, it really is uh, to, to do it you know, one firm at a time, sending somebody out in terms of the travel and it, it, it just, it doesn't scale up very well. Uh, and, right. and what I, uh, what I like about uh, what you're doing is you're, you're taking this much, much further and, and can take sort of the risk management processes that I've been doing over the years and, and bring it to the masses. That said, you know, there are all kinds of products in the marketplace uh, in, in terms of, you know, even just um, cloud-based case management systems, you know, in and of, of themselves, they can be, uh, from an insurer's perspective, a very effective risk management tool. What What is, you know, the, the value of AviPro? How do you see this sort of defining yourself? What, what's, what's, what's the niche here that you're, you're, you're going after? 
Yeah, no, that's a good question. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's squarely in the same camp that you've been working on for all these years, Mark, which is, uh, is risk reduction. Mm-hmm. And, okay. you know, we've, we've looked at, uh, multiple, um, types of value that the program provides. So one of the things um, uh, the the platform can provide for a lawyer is a fast way to um, determine what CPD uh, at first they want to uh, look at for the year. So doing a self-assessment results in a report that actually uh, gives you your areas of priority and it can even start to serve up some of the CLE resources that you might want to get into. So we see it as a time saver for lawyers and we know that lawyers are very focused on uh, saving time because they need to, you know, maximize billable hours and so Mm -hmm. um you know the time savings is one thing but at the end of it all it always seems to come back to risk right and 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 how can we reduce risk to a practice whether that's for a firm or for an individual uh, attorney and so you know at the end of the day that's really what we're delivering to uh to lawyers and firms out there is uh, is a reduction in risk and and it's quantifiable you know in the sense that um there was the study uh, out of uh, New South Wales from the, uh, the University of Melbourne, yes, where they they looked at uh, um, a group of lawyers who took a professional self assessment and they studied this group of lawyers over a period of time, um, and they found that those lawyers had a sixty percent less chance of receiving a complaint than the lawyers in the group who hadn't taken the self assessment. And so this has become the the genesis of a lot of these PMBR uh, activities um, uh, from some of the regulators uh, across the country and has really shone the light on the fact that you can reduce risk to your practice and to your your firm immediately just by doing a self-assessment. And the interesting thing, Mark, is that it's not necessarily got to do with the scores you give yourself. In other words, whether you score high or low on your self-assessment doesn't really matter. It's just the process of going through that which um, increases uh, self-awareness and changes behavior. And, uh, and you know, the numbers uh-huh. show that you have a much less likely uh, chance of having a, a complaint if you've done one of these self-assessments. So um, that's, that's really the, the core value of what we're trying to deliver. Well, that, that, that's really interesting. I, 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 what I'm thinking about as you, as you share this is sort of how um, cybersecurity education is evolving and you know as as you're you're well aware i'm sure you know the weak link in cybersecurity are the users uh, in in any law firm any business you know it be, right. just due to social engineering and you know you, there's some similar studies there that if you educate appropriate behaviors or or more uh, uh, responsible behaviors occur early on in the process but it drops off um, over time so I I, I guess sort of thinking about that if I become uh, a a user of AviPro do I have the ability to I don't know keep this fresh in front of me you know is this kind of like a one-off once and done thing or is it something i can come back to over time um share with with others in my firm you see where i'm going in, in terms of yeah is is there a what's the model i'm just trying to understand the model yeah yeah no absolutely and uh so yeah even though there is a one-off benefit to taking a self-assessment you're you're absolutely right that there is a tail off of that benefit over time yes. And so the idea is that you you revisit this, right? And and the whole idea of self-assessing too is so that you can um, establish a benchmark for yourself. And okay. and I and ultimately, what you want to be able to do is move that mark 
forward, right? You want to have a, a continuous improvement uh, cycle happening year over year as a professional because, you know, the self-assessment I took five years ago shouldn't be where I am today as a professional. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we always want to continue the, uh, to improve. And so the idea would be to revisit your um, self-assessment uh, every six months, every year, uh, you know, what the interval, what the right interval is, we're not exactly sure, but we do know that coming back to it and reassessing mm-hmm. is definitely a way of refreshing on this. And then what happens is you you reset some of your benchmarks on your scores and then the CLE resources that the platform provides change up based on what, you know, your priorities are this year because they might be different from last year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, continuous uh, continuous improvement is, is something that um, – definitely needs to be looked at and we actually did a study uh with a regulator on one of their programs they had a small firm course that they put out and they just didn't know if it was helping and uh and so we uh analyzed some of the data on the lawyers who had taken that course and it was similar to the self-assessment whereas that they had seen an immediate value um but we had a five-year study period and the tail off was very evident in the numbers that uh, the benefit of that program had uh, had reduced over over those five years so the whole message is yeah you got to keep at it you can't just stop it's not it's, it's like exercising right you don't go to the gym once or twice and, <laughs> yeah. then, and then you're done right you gotta right. keep going back in. <laughs> i i do uh, again just to be clear uh for our listeners um you know you, you've talked about going and doing a self-assessment getting a score and, and awareness uh it can make a real difference I, I assume that there's more to this than just sort of scoring yourself that that if I uh, do get a low score, perhaps in, uh, I don't know, client intake or calendaring or something like this, and I assume these are the types of, of uh, procedures that, that you're looking at, um, mm-hmm. are there resources? I mean, how? what's the ultimate benefit to me if I become a client and get in and, and go through this evaluation? What, what do I get for the, the effort? Right. And so, yeah, you've nailed something there. Uh, interesting, because one of the things we observed um, uh, over, the, over the years is that there is no shortage of information available uh, to lawyers out there. Right. I mean, there's there's, you know, websites and, and uh, PDFs and courses and there's so many resources available. What we saw was typically the problem is that people don't know where to start. You know, so they okay. they think they might need help in communications, for example, or calendaring or client intake, like you said, um, but trying to go through and weed through and find find the right resources is sometimes uh, a bit of a, a challenge and a time-consuming effort. Yes, right? I can relate to this. <laughs> yeah, so what we are trying to do is make that jump uh, between that, that gap, between my self-assessment and the resources that are available to me out there. And so what we've done is, again, we take that self-assessment and uh, so let's say you score yourself low on calendaring. Um, the, the, pl- the platform takes that low score on calendaring and then matches that algorithmically to um, the available resources in the uh, platform library. And so the resources in the library are tagged according to their content. And so your self-assessment will pull up a bunch of calendaring uh, resources. Maybe it's a YouTube video, maybe it's a course, maybe it's a you know a quick uh, blog post from somebody on calendaring, mm-hmm. but it will serve you the resources that are most applicable to the needs you've identified, which we think really starts to, again, save time for lawyers so that they're not out there you know, Google searching their way around trying to find right. things. And in, in my mind, this is what really differentiates you from a lot of other types of platforms and, and, and just 
systems, procedure, you know, products available for lawyers to help in their practice. This this goes in a completely different direction. I really like the idea. Uh, you know, it's again, this is risk management for the masses in terms of really scaling it up so that any lawyer can uh, or ever. I assume from administrator or whoever wants access to this within a law firm can can you know sign up. Very very good. What what's the future? Where do you see this going, uh, short term and long term? Well, short term, we're uh, we're just trying to uh, get the platform exposed to as many um, jurisdictions as possible, and mm-hmm. so we've got some you know good conversations happening out there right now uh, with a bunch of areas. Typically, um, we have delivered the platform through uh, a legal organization as opposed to direct to lawyers, okay. and so it's been you know delivered by a regulator or a bar association or um, or you know potentially uh, an insurer like yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, yeah, future. Um, you know, we've got lots of of other ideas around the platform and how we can improve efficiency and, and again basically reduce risk and save time for lawyers um, one of the things we've been looking at uh, which we're really kind of curious about is whether we can improve the CLE credit uh, accreditation process and and uh, collecting uh, credits and submitting them to your regulator because as you know uh, yes. lawyers need to need to have their number of credits every year and it's different for every jurisdiction yes. and there's this uh, if you look at the way the credits go the regulator has the the bag of credits and they uh, assign or uh, permit certain service providers or um, education providers to give those credits out to lawyers who have come in and taken their courses, right? Right. And then the the lawyers take those credits and then what do they do? They give them right back to the regulator at some point and say, I got my 10 credits for the year. I got my 20 credits for the year. Well, I was looking at that and I thought, this is like a currency system, right? It's basically a currency that comes from the regulator to the, um, the CLE provider and then to the lawyer and then back to the, uh, back to the regulator, right. um, the regulator being the central bank. And so I've got some background in the blockchain space. And uh, I looked at this and I thought, this is a, pr- this is a solution or the, a blockchain is a solution to taking that manual process of affidavits and sending PDFs and yes, I was in that course on this date and digitizing it with uh, a, a token, a digital token. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, one of the things we want to be able to do is say, okay, if you come into Avi Pro, you do your self-assessment, you consume some resources, which are CLE accredited, um, let's make that real easy for you to get that credit uh, yeah. from your regulator. And so that's 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 our future vision is to try and take this thing and, and add on functionality like, I'm functionality like that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> loving this because, uh, you know, over the years, trying to keep you know the manual sending stuff in and it states if they're different it's just a headache but uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I that's solving a good problem i like that matt it, it's it's really I, I so enjoy visiting with you and learning about all that's going on here if any of our folks in the listening audience uh, would like any additional information uh, about standpoint or avi pro uh, is there a way they might be able to contact you yeah, certainly. Um, so, you know, individual lawyers who are curious about the platform and would, you know, like to try and take the self-assessment themselves can go to uh, avi.pro. And so that's A-V-V-Y dot P-R-O. And uh, they can jump in there and try it out and have a look at, uh, at what it delivers. And uh, standpointdecisions.com is uh, is the professional services, uh, you know, mm-hmm. website. Mm-hmm. That would be for organizations, firms, uh, bars, and uh, and regulators who'd be interested in finding out more about the work that we've done in the past. Yes, yeah, and I assume you are interested uh, if if a, a state, you know, 
wanted to look at doing something like this, similar to the uh, Colorado Supreme Court model that you shared. Uh, I assume that that's something you guys are still looking at as well. This isn't all about moving into uh, just the individual lawyer space. A am I correct about that? Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. It, it all usually starts with the, uh, with the jurisdiction itself. Okay. Um, and then they deliver, you know, access to the platform to their, uh, okay. to their lawyers. So, Got it. yeah. Got it. Very good. Well, thank you. I appreciate your taking the time to visit. Uh, it's, it's always a pleasure. Yeah. And uh, to all of you listening, uh, I hope you found something of value today. And if you have any uh, thoughts about, uh, folks you'd like to hear from in the future or topic you'd like to hear discussed, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Uh, you can reach me at mbass at alpsnet.com. Again, mbass at alpsnet.com. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a good one. Bye-bye.